Hi there, I'm Sean Ali, editor of Curious City. It's the series at WBEZ where we answer questions you ask about Chicago, the region, and the people who live here. Maybe you're familiar with the issue of vacant buildings, and you've heard people talk about how these empty structures attract crime or how they sap property values from their neighbors. Well, we've been asked why some vacant buildings get marked with a big red X. The markings have to do with life or death, but maybe they're not marked clearly enough. Coming up, X marks the spot. But what does it mean? Curious City on WBEZ is supported by Dover, a diversified global manufacturer committed to delivering product innovation and customer service in the energy, engineered systems, fluids, and refrigeration and food equipment markets. More at DoverCorporation.com. And support comes from Marina Grand Resort, a boutique hotel featuring waterfront suites in Lake Michigan's Harbor Country. Summer getaway ideas are at MarinaGrandResort.com. Who is the what is going to be when where, where do I why is it how many what is the what <laughs> Hi, I'm Curious City editor Sean Ali and I'm reporter Chris Bentley. One thing that catches our attention is when a lot of people notice the same thing and send questions about it to our website wbez.org/curiouscity. There are at least 5 versions of a question about these white metal signs that are marked with a bright red X. There are nearly 2,000 of these red X signs attached to buildings throughout Chicago. Here's one version of that question from Chicagoan Poppy Coleman. So I had seen a couple of those red X's around the neighborhood, and I was just curious what they meant um, and if it was something that I should know about, because clearly I did not know what they were for. We're going to answer Poppy's question with a story, and it has to do with the safety of firefighters, people whose job it is to keep other people safe. Now, you'd think it's a straightforward story, but when we took a close look, we found problems about the red X signs that we thought you should know about. And Poppy's question led us to some news about the safety program. So here's that story we promised you. It begins on December 22nd, 2010. We did get a positive source of water, and uh, like I said, we're, we're fires under control right now. Firefighters are putting out a blaze inside a long, vacant laundromat on East 75th Street in Chicago's South Shore neighborhood. Crews were sweeping the building to make sure there were no squatters left inside. That's when a wall fell and the roof collapsed. Mayday, mayday, emergency. Give me a 211. Give me an EMS plan one. We had a uh, collapse in the rear of the building. So you can now we got guys trapped. Message received, 918. Firefighters Edward Stringer and Corey Ankum were killed during the collapse. 19 others were injured. Mayday alert at the scene of the 211, 1744-75th Street, on the orders of Battalion 18. A mayday alert. Our top story seen around the country. A tragedy for Chicago. Two firefighters dead and nearly 20 injured at a southeast side fire. All because of a collapse of a wood truss roof in which there was no warning of failure. The Chicago Fire Department mourned the loss of two of its own but it also wanted to prevent another collapse. And that's when Chicago aldermen got involved. One of them, the 50th Ward's Deborah Silverstein, took a special interest. In 2011, Alderman Silverstein helped pass an ordinance that would catalog buildings that were built like that burnt-out laundromat with a particular kind of curved roof that's prone to collapse during a fire. Now, dispatchers could tell firefighters to be careful that they were going to be under that kind of roof. But Silverstein and the rest of city council wanted another program to warn firefighters. We also felt it important to to put the red X's on buildings that are uh, vacant and dangerous. That roof that collapsed in 2010 was not dangerous just because of the roof shape. 
the building was also structurally unsound. So the city wanted to catalog all structurally unsound buildings in a way that New York and some other cities do. Basically, the fire department would mark those buildings with two-foot-wide white signs marked by the red X. Those signs would tell first responders to be extra careful. To keep our firefighters safe. Nobody wants to hear of a firefighter having an accident in a building. So whatever it takes to make sure that they're notified and to make sure that other innocent people don't walk into a building that's vacant and dangerous, I think it's important that they know about it. But this is where we found some problems with the Red X program. Obviously, not everyone knows what the Red X means. And we're not just talking about Poppy Coleman or other people who ask Curious City a question about them. Maybe it's not a big deal if people are wrong about a building or two, but there are 1,804 Red X signs across Chicago. And remember why those signs were created. Firefighters were killed while looking for squatters and homeless people in an unsafe building. We wanted to learn more about the possible consequences of this misunderstanding, so we visited a Chicago neighborhood with a lot of Red X buildings, Englewood, on the city's south side. That's where we also got answers directly from Larry Langford, a spokesman for the Chicago Fire Department. He happens to live in the area himself. Uh, for some reason, the Red X became something totally different from what we intended it to be. Uh, strange stories. Like what? Some people thought that those were the buildings that were being targeted by the drones when the next uh, war started, and that the Red X is a drone target. Uh, people believe that. Just Google Red X Chicago, and you'll run across the right answer. But a whole bunch of wrong ones, too. Like, even some realtors are under the impression that the X's mean the buildings are for sale, or that the city is giving them away for a dollar each. has nothing to do with ownership, not a part of any kind of a program to do something with the buildings, and it's just a marking for danger. It's really just that simple. Simple, maybe, but again, not everyone's getting the message. The area around 70th Street and South Normal has 55 Red X buildings, and according to the neighbors... There are homeless people who occupy vacant buildings, and not everyone's obeying the law when it comes to trespassing. So here, vacant does not necessarily mean unoccupied. Maria Johnson says squatters were right next door to her in a building without a red X. Homeless people, people with nowhere to stay. I know they went in the building next to me, and um, they were, someone set it on fire. It caught on to my crib. So I don't know if they was, like, living in there or getting high or whatever, but I know it was the homeless people that was going in through the back door. Most of the people we asked in Englewood thought the Red X marked buildings for demolition. But there's no signage that tells squatters, kids, or other people that these buildings are literally dangerous to enter. If you want answers, you have to find them. Earl Liggins was one of the few people we found in the area who knew the sign's meaning. And that's only because he took matters into his own hands. I uh, called the alderman's office and I heard it from, from the alderman people themselves. I was just, I was just concerned because there are so many of them. And I was wondering, what do it mean? Are they going to tear this many, these many buildings down? Or, you know, exactly. I just wanted to know straight from them what the situation was. And there's a disconnect here. The fire department's Larry Langford says some Chicago aldermen are confused, even though it was aldermen who passed the Red X program in 2012 with loads of support. We had a flurry of calls uh, a few months ago. It's pretty much died down now. We're hoping that people have the word, because we, we haven't had any, any uh, uh, calls from the south side aldermen that we, that we had originally, or the west side aldermen. Now I'm getting a few calls from the north side. Again, the Red X is so big, you can't miss it. But there's nothing that says unsafe, or you're going to get hurt in here. 
and there's no number to call to learn more. So why not put up signs that warn everyone, not just firefighters? It's something to think about. I wouldn't debate it. It might cut some of the confusion down. Put a permanent sign up, put an adhesive sign up. Could be. Doesn't sound too difficult. They'll suggest it. Langford uses the future tense here, but there's a problem with that. It turns out this program meant to save firefighters' lives has run out of money. The city spent $675,000 from the federal government, earmarked for the Red X program. Data obtained by WBEZ show the city spent that money by last summer, and it hasn't put up any signs since July 2013. We picked 1,800 that uh, were those that we wanted to get marked right away. Are there more than 1,800 that could be marked? Absolutely. Do you think the program's been a success? Uh, we wish it, uh, it, it would uh, be funded for, for a longer period of time, but yes, we think it was a success. There's no budget for the program right now. Alderman Deborah Silverstein sponsored the Red X ordinance and supports more funding, but doesn't know when some money will turn up. Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel's office did not return requests for comment. Larry Langford says only one Red X building has been repaired and become safe enough to have the X removed. That means as of now, there are 1,804 signs tacked onto houses and buildings across the city, on the south side and the west side, and some in Poppy Coleman's north side neighborhood, too. People are not, uh, they're not jumping to redeem these buildings and redo them. Do you think having the red X on it makes it harder to, to redevelop them in any way? No. It makes it harder to sell them, maybe. Uh, there are some negatives to having buildings with a red X. I mean, I would be a fool to say otherwise. Uh, it, it, uh, it's something neighbors don't like to see. You have a block with several red X buildings, and it kind of says that this block is not pristine. But the building is dangerous, whether it's marked or not marked. Poppy learned that the red X is a sign for danger, one to protect firefighters. But the red X has another meaning. It means that Chicago's vacant building problem persists. My disappointment is that once the X is up, uh, it doesn't sound like there's any support to help move that building to an, you know, a next phase, either to get it sold, get it taken care of, um, get it torn down. Um, that's, I think you know, putting the X on it seems to be where the program stops. You can read more about the Red X program and see a map where Red Xs are posted around Chicago. That's available right now at wbez.org slash Curious City. Reporting for this story comes from me, Chris Bentley, and Sean Ali. That's me. As well as Chris Hagan and Kathy Cheney. Well, this is the part of the job I hate, basically letting you know that for a few weeks, Curious City won't be telling any radio or podcast stories inspired by your questions. But there is a silver lining to this short break. We're still busy answering your questions, and you can read the answers or watch the videos on our website, wbez.org slash Curious City. There you can ask your own question while you're at it. In fact, everyone is getting into the pool, including NPR personalities. Scott Simon, native Chicagoan, native Northsider. And I've had a question ever since I was a kid, and we used to hear about it all the time. Is John Dillinger's penis really in a medical museum? <laughs> <laughs> my word, Scott Simon, my word. 
Well, we might not answer Scott's question, but maybe we'll answer yours? I don't know. Anyway, you can vote for your favorite questions at wbez.org slash Curious City. We're going to be back in your ears in a few weeks with more curious stories about our Curious City. Curious City is produced by Jennifer Brandel, WBEZ, and AIR, with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Curious City is supported by Dover, a diversified global manufacturer that delivers innovative equipment and components, specialty systems, and support services through its four major operating segments, energy, engineered systems, fluids, and refrigeration and food equipment. By combining global scale with operational agility, Dover is a leader in the markets they serve. The Dover team of over 25,000 employees takes an ownership mindset, collaborating with customers to redefine what's possible. Find out more at dovercorporation.com. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast, come on. We've got 56 other episodes just waiting for you to listen and learn and impress your friends with your deep and eclectic knowledge about the Chicago area. You can find the Curious City podcast on iTunes and Android podcast apps, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and probably a dozen other apps we don't even know about. So why not do it right now? It's something to think about. I wouldn't debate it. Doesn't sound too difficult. After you subscribe, you'll believe us, and you too will know that it's really just that simple. No!